All right. Good morning, Judith. Morning, Sonia. <laughs> Welcome to the Coaches Cup. I'm Sonia Green from SoniaGreenCoaching.com. And I am Judith Fender. I am a weight loss coach with the NoBS Weight Loss System. And we're back this week. Um, last week, we started talking about The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm holding the book up right now so you can see it. But um, it's it's a short book. It's about 200 pages. I think, uh, Judith, you said it's about a four hour listen. Mm -hmm. If you're if you listen to your books on Audible um, and I do listen to a lot of books on Audible, but I'll tell you this one, I have written in so much that I wanted to have a, 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 I just anticipated that it might be that kind of book from what I'd heard from other people. So I bought a copy and I've made so many notes in it. So last week we talked about getting in your own way. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you haven't listened to that, then definitely go back and listen to that. But this week, we're talking about being in integrity with yourself mm -hmm. and the how not being in integrity with yourself is what causes many of the upper limit problems. And his his main premise with the book, uh, if I can shorten it down to like a 30 second uh, explanation, is that many of us never make the big leap because we want to stay in our comfort zones, right? We want to stay in this box somewhere between feeling negative feelings and feeling more positive feelings than we think we have a right to. Is mm -hmm. that a okay summary? I, th I think that's, I think that's spot on. Yeah. It's not willing to feel the discomfort of stepping outside the box. Yep. Yep. So it, being in integrity with yourself, I, I like the way Hendrix looks at this because he says that for many people, thinking about being in integrity with yourself is a moral issue. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, let's take it out of the realm of morality. It's really a physics issue. And I like that because, um, you know, he says, if it's a moral issue, we can argue about it. Mm -hmm. We can argue about what it takes to be integrity with in integrity with yourself. If it's a physics issue, it's it's much more factual what you do and don't do. And, you know, so many times we use those moral issues as a way to avoid movement. Mm. We can sit and argue with ourselves about this. And, and never make any forward progress. So I really like looking at this from the standpoint of it's a physics issue rather than is it a moral issue. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by a physics issue is he said that many times being in integrity with yourself is that flow of energy. He says it's like there's a pebble in the water hose and it's keeping the water from flowing. So you are, and I know I'm holding you back. So hang on, I'm going to throw it to you in just a second. But it's, it's like um, 
you are trying to move out of your box. You're trying to get out of your upper limit problem, but you've got a pebble keeping you right here. And if you can just get that pebble out of the way, then the water is free to, and you are free to move upward. So go. Well, this, you know, this is the part where I, where there are many times in this book where I feel like the, you know, there's, we, I don't even know the definition of the word woo, but when we talk about in coaching, sometimes like things sound a little woo this for me, what I, what I hear is when I, when he talks about energy, because right, our thinking is energy. We are energy beings. And if we are out of integrity with ourselves, if, if our structure isn't allowed to flow the energy, if we have blockages, if we're holding back, if we're resisting, if we're avoiding, you know, in this context of, of integrity and with our thoughts, that this to me just felt like exactly how he explained it, just an energy, um, minding your energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there's, we have the ability to feel a wholeness and completeness. And I think um, this is a little woo because it's difficult to, to explain, you know, I know when I am being honest with myself, I know when I'm trying to um, maybe not lie to myself, but I'm trying to trick myself into believing something. Mm -hmm. And there's not this integrity. There's not this completeness that I'm feeling versus when I'm putting, when I'm being honest, when mm -hmm. I'm, well, and yeah. what I'm thinking, even as you're saying that is like, you know, that feeling when you do something and you're open and honest and it feels good. And you know, the feeling when you show up and you're carrying yes. some resentment, you're carrying some icky feeling. And that's because you've got an energy blockage because you're yeah. not show you're not in integrity with yourself. Yeah. From that, it just feels yucky. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's, let's bring this down to even this podcast. There are times yeah. when there has been a noticeable energy difference and, or at least it's noticeable mm -hmm. to me mm -hmm. in some episodes. And that's always because there's something going on in my brain, maybe some conflict that I'm dealing with very possibly unrelated to the podcast, most likely unrelated to the podcast. Maybe it's that I didn't have as much time as I thought I should to prep, but more likely there's something else, you know, from outside going on, trying to take up my time and it's sucking that energy. Yeah. Like a hole in your integrity and it's just leaking out. Yeah. <laughs> your, your hose, your water hose has a hole in it instead of a pebble. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so if we can get into integrity with ourselves, um, then we can, uh, all those barriers that we talked about last week are like those pebbles, keeping your water hose from flowing. Mm -hmm. And so if we can remove those barriers and get into integrity with ourselves, then we are free to grow and move past our upper limits mm. into our um, zone of genius. Right, right. And because what is in our way are, are our upper limit problems of this. Flow. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So can you think of specific examples of, um, of people that you've worked with who have this integrity problem? Oh gosh, Sonia. Right off the bat, I can't think of, well, I did have one client. I remember doing specifically, um, that she wasn't following her 24 hour plan Yeah, and, or in her day. And I was like, why is this a problem? And then she, you know, and she's because I'm out of integrity with myself. And what do you do when you're out of integrity with her, yourself? Well, in her action line and her do line was, you know, she beats herself up and mm-hmm. absolutely, which actually just creates being more out of integrity with herself, like just tearing yes. it down. And, um, so that was just really eye-opening for, for both me as a coach and her to see like, Ooh, so in essence, when you think you're out of, in- when, you, when you're not following your plan and you think you're out of integrity with yourself, then you create being out of integrity with yourself. Exactly. And this is that, that's why I asked you because I, that's what I think about um, whether your plan is for weight loss or it's a, it's a plan, you know, to keep up with for things you have to do this week. We, our brains, we know what we have to do and we know when we're following that schedule or that plan. Um, And, you know, how many times do we argue for our pain? How many, how many times have you seen people say, but, but I'm, 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 I'm on plan. I'm exercising. I'm doing all the things and I'm, I I can't lose weight or, you know, I, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do, but I'm not getting my work done. And then you start questioning them and they're not. They're not really. Well, well, I, I did get in a fight with my husband. And so I did, um, I ate a bag of chips. Those weren't on my plan. I, I did do that. And well, Thursday, it was really cold outside. So I, I didn't exercise. <laughs> and so they're not in integrity. They, they didn't do all the things that they said. Their brain knows this. Mm-hmm. This is, um, so I, I don't mean to, to, I'm flipping through the pages and I'm reminded of where he talks about, and I, I don't know, I was probably how old when Bill Clinton was in office and his scandal. And he talks about yeah. the telltale sign. Yes. You're not in integrity with yourself. Yes. For him, it was that moment where he says, I did um, not have sexual relations like, with that woman. Yeah. And oh he, yeah. I, I, I remember I that young. day. And I remember it too. And I'm yeah. like, just, so just to have this story to, to bring to about being in integrity with yourself, I thought was just super powerful, probably for, oh, sorry, for our generation, um, recognizing that story and what his problem, his upper limit was, what does he say about, um, you know, because the economy was good, all the things mm-hmm. were good, won a second term and that, um, he just possibly there was a tiny voice in his head that just said things can't really be this good right yeah and I mean we this is Mm self-sabotage not being in integrity with yourself is that moment of self-sabotage and whether it's you know (laughs) most of us don't sabotage it quite (laughs) as dramatically or as 
you know, it's, it's not broadcast on national television, thank goodness. But whether it is or it's not, our brains know when we're lying to ourselves and when we're lying to other people. You know, so so maybe it's having an affair and ruining your marriage. Maybe it's eating a bag of chips or, you know, a handful of chocolate or whatever your poison is because you've had a bad day. Mm -hmm. Either way, you are not in integrity. You're not being true to yourself. You are creating a barrier to your ultimate happiness. Hmm. I'm thinking about that. And I just read where he said to um, note to future presidents who are tempted to tell whopper lies. (laughs) The flow always wins for irrefutable evidence. Have a look at the grand Canyon. I, I love that. I do remember that. I didn't remember it till you said that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, we have, we have one life. Uh, you and I are, I, we like to think of ourselves as middle-aged, but in truth, we're on our last half, you yeah. know, unless, unless we live to be more than a hundred, we are somewhere in the last half. And, you know, think about the Grand Canyon, That took years, a little bit of water trickling through. It took years to form that. I I don't want to stop what I could be. I don't want to to, um, clog that hose by arguing with myself about so many little things. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, not feel my feelings. That's a big one that, you know, that I've worked on this year is, is understanding that I have feelings like normal human beings. <laughs> As you're saying that I'm thinking about, you know, going with the flow and what is my biggest, one of my obstacles is, is fighting the flow, right. Going against yeah. it, arguing and, um, and it does, it just feels, uh, well, I'm going with woo that just tapping into that feeling and, and what would it feel like to not fight myself? What would it feel like to just let go and go with the flow and trust myself and show up? And because yeah. the flow is trying to create something beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not, it is not for the faint of heart, you know, <laughs> It's a whole lot easier to just give in to your habit brain and do the things you've always done, but you are, no, I always say that. I always say it's easier and then you correct me and say, no, it's more familiar. And that's the truth that, I mean, that really is because it is not, it is not easy to clog that flow. You, you cannot be in integrity with yourself. If, and, you know, I've gotten all confused now. (laughs) I'm hanging with you. But, but you cannot be in integrity with yourself and be arguing. Right. 
with yourself about what you need to do. You know, yeah, you know, we have, we have this inner voice, this prefrontal cortex that knows the way out of the box. But we're just afraid that saber tooth tiger is going to jump out and get us if we if we stick our head out a little bit. Right. That's the familiar thing is to stay in the box. Sure is. It sure is. And and I'm thinking about his um, analogy of using the being the spring, the coil, the spiral. Yes. And I think about Tigger. You're right from when he was uh-huh. Tigger's tail, and all that energy that Tigger had in that tail. And how resilient he was. And, you know, I want to be like Tigger. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be in integrity with myself and always managing my energy with the ups and downs and not thinking of myself in a box, mm-hmm. but managing my, um, managing my life like Tigger. I hope that makes sense. That's what I thought of. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it absolutely does. And that's, that gets back, I think, to the to the age thing that I was trying to, to talk about earlier. I don't think I did a very good job of that. But, you know, we have so little time to, to create in our lives. And you don't, you don't want to stop it up and waste even a minute of it. All that energy is there. All of that is is waiting to create something. Mm-hmm. That's that's who we are. I mean, we are beings who are on this planet to create. We create different things, but we all are creative beings. And so, uh, you know, don't don't stop up your energy flow. Mm-hmm. Don't. It's easy to be Eeyore. I didn't was going to say that. <laughs> Don't be your. Yeah, it's easy though. That's what is comfortable. That is what is familiar. Um, Eeyore stays, you know, in his tent. He he walks in there and just stands in his tent and waits for it to fall on him, basically. Mm-hmm. That's easy. Tigger's out there bouncing around, you know. For it. Yeah, living yeah. his best life. Getting stuck in trees and getting a great view <laughs> way up there. I have not seen an episode of Winnie the Pooh in years. I I haven't either. This is all going on memory. But, you know, I remember him getting stuck up in a tree and and looking at everything. Eeyore never gets that view. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Yeah. So Anyway, okay. So what are some of the things that keep us out of integrity with ourselves? You want to talk about the big W? Oh my gosh. You know, I, there is not one listener, um, who will not recognize this and somewhere I'm looking for that nice list he had. Um, it's on one eleven. Yeah. But somewhere back in 68, I think it is that he talks about worry. Yes. And, um, I really appreciated what he had to tell us. Uh, pardon me while I look down. It's actually on page 64 where he starts okay. talking about worry, the typical ways that we um, upper limit ourselves. And so the thing about worry that like we learned through coaching is that it just pretends it's one of those emotions that we call it an indulgent. No, mm-hmm. indulgent emotion goes with confusion. It's actually, yeah. it's worry is an action. I'm correcting myself. Okay. Worry is an action, but uh, 
because it just pretends to be necessary. It just creates, it just constant going. Mm -hmm. So anyway, where am I going with this? Asanya, you may have to pull me off on this one here. (laughs) Um, Well, it keeps us, I mean, because it pretends to be necessary, we never move past it. We catastrophize, we spend our energy Yes. Well, he's talking about, there's two kinds of worry. Like there's worry that's reality based, like where you leave the house and you think, did I leave, did I leave the kettle on the stove? Like there's that worry. And then there is the pointless worry that we all go through where, um, just a conscious stream of negativity where we're, we're worrying about BS things that don't serve us. Yeah. So I, uh, I used to catastrophize In fact, it's something that I still occasionally I catch myself and I stop it immediately. But in my mind, I wanted to be prepared for the worst case scenario in every situation. And so I would play it out in my head. (laughs) It sounds ridiculous to say that now. No, it's common. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very common. We believe, we, we don't believe, but in our minds, we justify it by saying, oh, well, if I think about this and plan for it ahead of time, then, um, then I'll be somehow prepared when it happens. Right, right. And it's a and- lie. It feels, it feels, um, you and I talked about this, like it feels, uh, it feels helpful. Yeah. If I know know how all the bad things that could happen, then when I come in, I'll know how to handle it. It's comforting on some level. It's that ritual. It's that, uh, the, the habit of the ritual or that's what it it just like, it was like a pacifier for me. Um, I'm much better at it than I was, Mm -hmm. um, but I do like here also on 71 where he has like how he, I love this. He even says, I notice myself worrying about something, how he has this process. Yeah. And, you know, I let go of worrying thoughts, shifting my focus away from them. I wonder what positive new things is trying to come into being. Yeah. And then she- yes, that's a point that I, I love. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off no. there, okay, but, no. but, um, He says that we look at those moments as triggers. What, what is it that's trying to happen here? Because many times we worry because something unfamiliar, uncomfortable, but good is trying to happen. And we're worrying to put it back down at the level we're comfortable with. So I love that. I love that concept of I will stop myself when I'm worrying, but the new thought is not, you know, move away from the worry. It's, Ooh, what's that good thing that's trying to come out. Mm -hmm. I like that too. Um, And he says that he usually gets a body feeling, not a thought or idea of where that new positive thing is trying to come through. He opens his focus to feel his body um, and that it is a, a deep, feeling. He lets himself feel it deeply for as long as he possibly can. And later he often gets an idea of the positive thing that was trying to come in. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't happen in that same moment most Mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing too. Um, We aren't patient people generally, but 
this this takes this takes some time and it takes being willing to feel your feelings which is the woo part you keep referencing yeah I mean but listen I folks if if this all sounds kooky to you I I am there beside you I get it I have never been a person who liked to feel you can't trust feelings you can't trust that you have to trust logic that's where safety is that's where you move forward yeah that's that's really it's not true that's something that we tell ourselves. Right. Feelings, you know, as, even as I I think I've said this somewhere before, I remember learning from a counselor years ago, like, oh, feelings are facts. Feelings are facts. But what they really are, they're, they're the, um, they're the, they're the signs. You don't necessarily, this is like, hey, let's take a look at this. What is this yeah. telling me? But like, so anxiety, mm-hmm. it's a sign. But with anxiety, you let the feeling be there. You don't, just because you have a feeling doesn't mean you let it drive the bus no um what's the word i'm looking for doesn't uh it's not it's not going to be your decision maker right make decisions from those feelings no 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 yeah no people people who talk about um oh i let my heart lead me now i still i am not i am not going down that path don't hear me when i say the woo that has that is not That is not what I am saying, but you cannot resist those feelings, which is what we do. We want to believe that we are, that we can control everything, which is why we pre-plan with our little worry game that we play. Um, And you can't control always what you're going to feel. But you, you can't resist it. You've got to feel it. You've got to be willing to drop into it and feel it. And then move forward with it, like you said, by your side, not making your decisions. Not making the decisions. If there's anything you take, if there's anything you take away about feelings, yeah. especially if it's anxiety, I have so many clients um, who, who come to me for that, that it, you just feel it. And you trust and tap, learn to trust your conscious brain and trust those decisions and anxiety just gets to come along for the ride. Yep. Yeah. It's just there. Mm. Um, the other thing that he talks about with um, in being in integrity with yourself and um, causing a limit to your success is um, the, that we'll, we'll some sometimes we'll blame or we'll criticize. And I see this a lot. Um, It's, it's much easier to blame somebody else or criticize somebody else. Um, In fact, I I, I, go ahead. Were you getting ready to say something? I was thinking when it, I took it to be self-criticism because I was like, Oh, that's me. I'm very critical of myself. But sometimes it's critical of others. Um, so I, I was thinking about, we had talked about there was somebody who had read this book and had a very different viewpoint than we had. Um, and she had commented in a public group about this, about this book that, uh, you know, that he seemed to brag a lot and she couldn't get past his bragging. And there were several other things, mm-hmm. criticisms that she had. And 
I, I thought when I read that, I thought, you know, that's her upper limit issue, keeping her from really learning. Yeah. Learning from this book. If you try, well, I mean, you may not even realize you're trying, but you can find criticism, either criticizing yourself or criticizing others, blaming yourself or blaming others. That is super easy to fall into. And guess what? When you're doing that, you are not growing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a pebble in a water hose, <laughs> loggerhead. Yeah. That's you said, you mentioned that earlier. Um, and I think, some, yeah, there was, he used this, told the story about, getting to, it sounded like CEOs together and he called them loggerhead. And, you know, I'm from North Carolina. So I was like, why is he called like turtles? Why is he calling them a loggerhead? So we uh, Googled it and it's a blockhead. And Sonia and I both were like, you know, imagining swimming with a giant block head where, you know, in actuality, a loggerhead turtle has a very pointed head for a fish swimming, but imagine trying swimming with like a giant rectangle in front of you and how hard that would be or a giant square yeah what is it that you can't you can't uh put a square peg in a round hole yeah that's it you know what if what if your garden hose your garden hose is always round and you're trying to push water through it and grow and become your own grand canyon and you know instead you're going through with the concrete block oh That's not going to work. And if you blame and criticize, whether you're blaming and criticizing yourself or somebody else, you're never going to get outside of that box. You're never going to grow and get past your upper limit problem. Mm -hmm. So you can do it. Plenty of people do it. Oh, my goodness. So many people. (laughs) And, you know, even as we're talking about this, I, I, I just feel like I think it's important to note that this goes on every day, that this is mind, Absolutely. mind management every single day. And, and hear this, dear listeners, <laughs> it goes on in our brains. Mm-hmm. We, we have not got this all figured out. We read this stuff. We talk about this stuff. We write about this stuff because we live it every day. Living it right now. Yeah, but the next time you start to say something critical or blaming, what if it's just like worry? What if you stop yourself and say, huh, I wonder what I'm trying, what progress I'm impeding here? Mm-hmm. Why have I put a concrete block on my head to get through my garden hose? Yeah, and what am I missing out on by spending all this time on worrying? Because yeah. it's, it's taking me from enjoying something. Yeah, it's it's like focus. It, mm-hmm. it removes you from your focus. Mm-hmm. It I takes you out of that integrity with yourself. I have a client that um, who, you know, had lost her weight. Life is good. Got a raise. Um, a husband's the stay-at-home dad because she asked for like the significant raise and got the raise and all the things and but this need to worry, this need to worry, just not being able to let go of worry. And it was super, super helpful for her to learn that, you know, it's just pretending to be necessary. What are you missing out on? Like yeah. she couldn't believe her life was that good, that she'd lost her weight and then that her husband's raising the kid and that she got the ray. Like, yeah, it was so good. Yeah. And so 
what we have to practice doing is dropping all of those stories, dropping the worry, dropping the blame, the criticism, and dropping into that feeling of what it feels like to be in the flow, to be in integrity with yourself. What does, you know, we have to practice feeling good. We have to practice those feelings or allow those feelings. I don't mean practice them, but I guess kind of practice them too, because I do. I've I've talked before about how I sometimes practice bringing up a negative feeling just to prove to myself that I can do that, Mm -hmm. that I have control of it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way, you know, what, where does joy sit in my body? Mm -hmm. Where does exhilaration, where does creativity sit in my body? Mm -hmm. What does it feel like to access that? That's just as necessary as sitting with sadness or frustration or disappointment. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I 100%. Getting in our woo here. <laughs> yes, we are. I was like, you know, and then you can practice the feeling of anxiety too, folks. Just so you know, when you, yeah. pra- when you practice bringing it forward, it's a skill and it, it shows you that, it, you know, it only gets so big. Yes. It's that, not, not yeah. as scary as you think it is. And that's the benefit, right? That's the benefit of practice practicing it, just so you all don't think I'm totally insane for practicing sadness. Mm-hmm. But that, I, number one, have never let myself feel a lot of that. So I do have to practice it because it's not something that I was very, um, I wasn't in integrity with myself in feeling my feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always blocked that flow. Um, And so, yeah, so practicing a negative feeling serves the purpose of letting you know you can keep it from getting too big, too small. It's there. This is where it is. And And I have... And that it's control that you can manage it with because you're you, yes. you thoughts that create those feelings. And if you manage your mind, you can manage the feelings. Yes, absolutely. I want to talk about one more because I really, I see this a lot. And, and I will tell you, this is one that, that I have worked on uh, over the years. But one of the other actions that keep us out of integrity with ourselves is deflecting oh gosh this was gold when I saw this I was like (laughs) word yep so I think I'm going to generalize here and I could be wrong but I think southerners especially southern women we are taught that you don't accept a compliment I mean you you don't own it, whatever it is. You accept it, but, you know, you, you have to be kind of like, so if somebody says, oh, you look so pretty today, and you're like, oh, well, this is something I bought on sale, or... Minimizing it, diminishing it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I recognize that feeling right away, like, oh, like, don't look at me, like, oh, you know, it's okay. Yes. Don't look at yes. me. Yes, yes. I will tell you, um, my husband, when we started... Um, dating about 11 years ago, he would compliment me and I would deflect, not even realizing that I was doing it. And finally, one day he said, you know, if you keep doing that, I'm going to stop giving you compliments. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, well, I, I kind of enjoy them. 
I, I kind of like this. So I need to learn how to accept that. Um, somebody was thanking me the other day for something that I had done helping them in coaching. And I, I started deflecting, well, it's all you, it's all you. And, no. and she was like, well, I get that it's my thought work, but you guided me there. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm that. still need some work on that. I like just doing my job, man. <laughs> Yeah. But how does deflecting keep us out of integrity with ourselves? Well, it keeps us from experiencing abundance. There's the huge, the, the, the mic drop moment. Like you are missing out on that energy of the flow of allowing good things to come into your life and, and experiencing that I'm going to call it positive energy. The love. Yes. Yes, I love that. I don't I haven't told you this, but abundance is my word of 2021. Oh, nice. That's the word that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Beautiful word. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that. Deflecting keeps us from experiencing the abundance mm-hmm. that's there for us. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, you can see abundance can't happen if you are not allowing, if you're allowing the upper limit problem. Right. Because you're, you're deflecting the abundant energy from you. Pushing it back down. Right. And, and you would need letting it come in like you need letting it come in, letting that be present in your body, letting it become a familiar feeling yeah. for you. The more it's I feel familiar in the beginning, yeah. like taking compliments, it feels, feels foreign, yeah. but we are all capable of learning that foreign language. And yeah become proficient at speaking the language of our feelings how's that yeah. yeah yeah and I think it feels foreign you know to go back to last week because for me I feel like I have some fundamental flaw where I'm not worthy mm-hmm. and and that has been reinforced I think with with our upbringing and 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 you know reacting a certain way not being proud um in, in, in the arrogance kind of form of that word. But I think that, um, you know, it's easier to believe, well, I'm not, I'm not that worthy. I'll just push that down. Yeah. I'm no more special than anybody else. Yeah. Not owning your specialness. And now, and you know what, you're not any more special than anybody else, but we're all amazingly unique. Yes. And that's, and, and he talks about that in here too. I know what we're getting, getting ready to get long, but he talks about, uh, your uniqueness. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's one of his mantras he wants us to say and about, um, mm, sorry, bunny trail. It's part of being the genius, accepting your genius, geniusness. Yes. Is accepting and, and owning your uniqueness. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So we, um, we had just planned, I- two two podcasts on this book uh, that's not to say that it won't figure into future conversations mm-hmm. but um, we hope that in these two weeks we've at least given you something to think about if you don't go out and read the book for yourself certainly um, think about your your upper limit problems what's the pebble in your garden hose mm-hmm. I think what is our call to action Judith well, we have two, you have to help clarify me. Is it the one, are you willing to look at some of your blockages and consider the upper level work or on page one Oh, 
Sorry, y'all. 111, where um, he, he calls to the action steps. Uh -huh. Daily action step. These specific. Make a commitment, keeping an attitude of wonder and learning about your upper limit behaviors. What are your upper limit behaviors? And we just went through um, several of them. Worry, blaming, criticism, uh, getting sick or hurt. Deflecting. Deflecting, hiding feelings, not keeping agreements, um, and not speaking significant truths to relevant people. Yes. Woo. Yeah, we could we could honestly talk for another two weeks on this, I think, right. just on those things right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agreed. But being in integrity with yourself is the key to to all of the goodness, to all of the flow. Mm. And and it takes some work. It's not going to come mm -hmm. easily, depending on how many barriers we have to our our happiness, our ultimate happiness, it may take more work for some than others, but it's there. And that's where the gold is. And that's where the abundance is. The abundance is moving out of that box that we've kept ourselves in and that spiral flow upwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good work. Um, again, I, I have enjoyed this book more. It took me a couple of times, like, but this time, it really um, resonated. I heard, all, I heard all the messages. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is, this is one of those great books. I think that you can read at different points in your life. Like I may come back a year from now and reread it and get something completely different Same. because it's just going to depend a lot on where you are in your own life, what you take from it. But there's, there's something there for you. Yeah, totally. So. Like I can't, yeah, I, I listened to it a couple of times and then I was like, eh, and I'm like, whoa. It's a pretty good little book. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us this week. We'll be back again next week. And until then, I'm Sonia Green from SoniaGreenCoaching.com. And I'm Judith Bender with the No BS Weight Loss Program. We'll see you next week. <laughs>